invite you to open your Bibles tonight to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs Sunday evening as we've been looking at chapter 3, just kind of going uh, verse by verse through this uh, precious passage here and a lot of familiar verses to us. Uh, Proverbs, again, is uh, uh, a book of wisdom. And um, I like, I, by the way, I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, but uh, the, the Russian word for Proverbs, for the book of Proverbs, is preachy. So if you think of that, preachy, there you go, it preaches to you. So if that helps you to remember that. So Proverbs chapter 3, and uh, we're kind of right in the middle of the chapter now in our study. And so I invite you to look at this with me, and we're going to begin reading in verse 13. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. The word of God says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are the ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. In looking at uh, Proverbs chapter 3, again, we kind of started out this study here. uh, It's been a few weeks ago now, but uh, in uh, verses 1 through, um, probably 1 through 10, uh, if you will, these are admonitions of a father to his son. Uh, You remember we talked about, most likely written by King Solomon, think of one of his hundreds of kids. You know, if he had thousands of wives, he probably had thousands of kids, you know, just thinking of the math on that. But he takes one of his kids, puts it on his lap, and just gives him his advice and fatherly advice. And I think if you if you could think of that, remember Solomon, God gave him great wisdom, and that's for sure. It's it's evident just in reading this book, for example. Uh, you can imagine uh, how advantageous that would be. But we see that many of his own children, Rehoboam, for example, really didn't listen much to his father's advice later on. But nonetheless. These words are not only for Solomon's own children, but it's good for us today as ch- children of God. Uh, this isn't just merely advice, and you know, if you do this, you might have a, you know, you might have better luck in life. Uh, the Bible; these are principles given for us for healthy and, and, and wise living, and so this is very important as we see this. Uh, the last time that we were together, we uh, kind of looked very closely at verses eleven and twelve, which talks about. Uh, the chastening of the Lord and in God's correction. And we talked about this. This was not so much as what we think of a physical discipline. This is more of a verbal discipline that if you follow this command, that uh, you will be blessed. And so this is the idea that we have here. Okay. And so here's kind of, I want to kind of start with this idea. The charge or the admonition to keep the Father's instructions in our hearts corresponds with God's mercy and truth about our neck. That's in back in verse um Three, okay. This benefit it will long life and peace or prosperity. When you see the word peace there, it has the idea in verse two for length of days and long life and peace. That's the shalom that we talked about. In this case, it's not just peace; it's really prosperity is the idea. Uh, remember, we talked a little bit more in depth this morning, even about what shalom means, and that is the idea of being complete whole, everything provided for. Uh, even the Hebrew word to pay, le shalem, means to basically be paid in full. So it, it has the idea of being prosperous, having all your needs met and then some is the idea. So anyways, by keeping these commands and this admonition, it, you'll have benefits, long life, 
peace and prosperity. And this is matched with the favor that we receive from God and man or with our fellow man, our community for that matter. If you do these things, uh, you know, maybe you've heard the wise saying, you know, keep your nose clean, right? You know, that's the idea. Just have your wits about you and do what's right. And, you know, things will work out for you in general. We understand that. But these principles, here's the interesting thing, are not to be chased after, rather by by righteous and wise living. We are supposed to do this. This is supposed to be lived out. And by doing this, we'll receive the ben- the blessings of obedience. This is kind of what we've been talking about here in Proverbs chapter 3. So now we begin here in in Verses 13 through 18, that's kind of the section we're at. And uh, I think there's some great uh, nuggets that we're going to find here. And I don't use that word lightly, finding these nuggets. And you'll see why in just a second. In verse 13, let's start this. This kind of this verse here kind of sets the stage for the next couple of verses. It says here in verse 13, Happy, or osher is the, the word, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. So there's some, there's a play on words going on in Hebrew here that's really important and uh, and, and it, it kind of like I said sets the stage and when you see the other verses it makes sense okay in verse thirteen it says happy or blessed is the man that findeth wisdom uh, and so in, in doing that notice these two what I would say uh, verbs that are here findeth and then a little bit later on the man that getteth understanding findeth and getteth this is what I want us to focus on initially tonight. The word findeth here literally means reaches or obtains by seeking. Someone who searches out, someone who finds it, someone who's, you're digging for it is the idea, okay? Uh, the word getteth here is means to obtain or to draw out, and the word is used to like, to draw out like metals by digging, not metals like gold, silver, bronze, like Olympic medals, but metal, you know, precious stones. For example, gems, jewels, things like that. So by drawing out or obtaining, uh, so findeth means you're reaching for it, you're seeking for it, and getteth means you're obtaining, you're drawing it out, and you do it so by digging. What does that imply? You're searching for treasure. That's the idea that's behind here. And so in verse 13 here, happy or blessed is the man that findeth, that is seeking after wisdom, and that uh, getteth or draws out understanding. In other words, it's like a gold mine. All right, that's exactly what wisdom is like here, okay? So in other words, there is great value in finding wisdom. When you get it, it's a wonderful thing. What do I mean by that? Hold your place here in chapter three. Go back to chapter two and uh, tell you what, with our group here, and I like to do this on Sunday nights, is let's if I could have someone read just a few verses for me. Uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, okay? Luana, okay? Okay, excellent. All right, and actually, in verse six, even goes on for the Lord giveth wisdom out of His mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. So as we look at that, verses four and five especially. But here's the thing, my son. Can think of father having a son on his lap. If you'll receive, if you pay attention to my words, you take this to heart, and you hide thy commandments with thee. 
thy word have I hid in my heart. You know, that, that analogy, okay? And so if you do these things, if you seek for her as, as silver, search as, as hid treasure, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the, the knowledge of God. By the way, the fear of the Lord and is the beginning of wisdom, beginning of knowledge, all right? I go back to Proverbs 1-7. It kind of sets the stage for the book of Proverbs in itself. And so this is critical as you see that. So it's, a, it's, it's that parallel that we have here. Now, wisdom, and you find this later on in chapter 8 especially of, of Proverbs, that wisdom is pictured as lady wisdom uh, or the woman of wisdom is the idea. Uh, by the way, just keep that in your mind about the treasures. Let's, actually, before we get there, let's go back to chapter 3. I want to I'll point out something really quick that I think sometimes we miss uh, in, in the book of Proverbs. So we'll get to that in just a second. But look with me now in, uh, so, okay, going to verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, the man that getteth understanding. Just like a gold mine. In other words, there's great value in finding riches. So now the, the, the writer of Proverbs, most likely Solomon, is now giving two illustrations. What does that look like? What does it look like to find wisdom? He gives two illustrations. The first one is in verse 14 and 15, okay? This is mining precious riches. That's his first illustration. We're doing it like mining precious riches. Verse 14 says, For the merchandise or the profit of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Okay, so when you find wisdom... It's to be compared to finding or getting profit. Uh, the idea of the merchandise means to gain or to get profit of silver. The Hebrew word there for silver is the word, believe it or not, honey, you'll know this word, kesev. Kesev is money. That's me. It's simply, it's the modern Hebrew word for money. To get money, okay, it's, it's the idea of getting gain is the idea. You get a profit by doing this, okay? And so this is an extremely important as you see this. And then the gain thereof, is better than fine gold, and she is more precious than rubies. All things thou canst desire not to be compared to her. Okay, so this is the thing about wisdom. Solomon knew the value of wisdom. Why? Do you remember that dream that he had that night? What did he ask for? God offered him, you can have whatever you want. What did Solomon ask for? You know the story. He asked for wisdom. But what did God give him in addition to that? Riches, power, Fame, exactly. God gave him blessings above measure in all that. So Solomon knew the value of wisdom when he requested that, as at least as a young man. Now, did he follow his own advice? Eh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's another story for another time, right? But in this, Solomon did write for us to understand that we should understand that there is great value in understanding wisdom, okay? So think of in your mind this way. Go back uh, over to the book of Proverbs chapter 30, 31. Proverbs 31. Okay, so here's here's something that um, I, I, it's a little extra nugget. I wasn't actually preparing to do this tonight, but I, I think this is too good to pass up. All right, put it that way. This is an offer you can't refuse. There we go. All right. So in Proverbs chapter 31, we the last part of it, we read about the virtuous woman. Okay? A lot of times you'll hear this preached around Mother's Day. Okay? And I have to ask you a question more so to the ladies. When you read through Proverbs 31, 
Do you know of one woman who matches all that criteria? She gets up in the middle of the night to do work and she tends to the care of everything. She's, I mean, she doesn't let a, a moment, of, you know, drop, you know, in her household, things like that. And everyone praises her because of that, because she's worn out. I mean, put it, be honest with you, when you look at that passage, this is really impossible for a woman to really live up to when you think about that. Okay, so this is what I want to ask you, though. Being we just talked about the value of wisdom and what it looks like that is more above rubies. Now, with that in mind, comparing scripture with scripture, look at chapter 31, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far, or her worth is far above rubies? That's exactly what we talked about in chapter 3. That the wisdom that you search for, that you find as hid treasure, is worth more. So this is the idea. The virtuous woman, I think, it, remember that that uh, the book of Proverbs is really a book more so on principles. It's not exactly all promises, but there's a lot of principles there. And so I think here that in Proverbs chapter 31, what we're doing, this virtuous woman, is the woman who's been speaking this whole time. Listen to me. I'm crying out in the streets for the simples to come to me. All right? That is the virtuous woman, I believe, is, is actually the woman, uh, Lady Wisdom, who's speaking here. Okay? So now, now are, should women in general live, try to strive to be like this? Absolutely, because you're simply applying wisdom to your life. Okay? So I'm not saying women don't pay attention to this passage ever again. I'm not saying that. <laughs> pay attention because there's some value here, just like there is to wisdom. But I think this is something that, as we look through this passage, anyways, that's just some extra thought. All right, coming back to chapter 3 now. So we see here that Solomon gives here an illustration about finding wisdom, that it's like mining or digging out precious treasures. How many of you have ever maybe uh, done some gold digging? Uh, the real stuff. Anyone ever do that? Ron? Okay. All right. So I had a, a friend of mine. Actually, I'll talk to you about this later too. A friend of mine actually worked off and on seasonally in Alaska, and he was a gold miner. That was, I mean, he had a whole company and everything that did that, and uh, some years were up and down. You can just imagine on that. Uh, so there's some element to that, and of course, uh, there's some value. But another thing, too, is how many of you have ever, and I'll give you our illustration, ever maybe went to a tourist site, maybe like in Wisconsin Dells, for example, uh, there's other places that you'll do it, and you'll have like this gem mine, and you basically dig this bucket of sand, and in there are these gems. years ago we were in Pigeon Forge and we did that with the kids and so having this idea of mining for treasure and getting something that is of great value and for the kids that's an exciting thing when we find the wisdom of God it should make us excited as well and it should change our our standpoint the thing is when you find a treasure your life changes doesn't it your life will change and the thing is when you find the wisdom of God and we're going to talk about how that happens in a little bit our life changes but let's, as we think about that, what, where do we find wisdom? Where do we find the wisdom of God? In the Bible. You're holding it. Exactly. How do we know that? Here's, let's look at this verse together. Hold your place in Proverbs 3. Go back to Psalm chapter 19. Psalm chapter 19. Okay. 
So I would like someone to read that. Psalm 19, verses 9 through 11. Psalm 19, 9 through 11. Who would like to read that tonight? Okay, Wendy? Wow, that's a great parallel to what we're talking about here. Finding the fear of the Lord, beginning of wisdom, and by doing it, more to be desired than gold. All right, that's the analogy that we have here. And then at the very end, in keeping of them, by observing the teachings of God, all right, his instructions, there is great reward. God has eternal rewards and benefits for us when we follow his plan. Pretty amazing. All right, so again, two illustrations that... Uh, Solomon's giving here. One is is by mining precious riches, precious jewels. And then the second uh, illustration that he has is by obtaining long life. Look with me in verse, uh, back in Proverbs 3, verses 16 and 17. It says, length of days is in her hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are the ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. Okay, so as we look at this here, length of days is in her hands. This is really an echo to back at verse 2, chapter 3, verse 2, length of days and long life and peace they add to thee. And again, talking about length of days, this isn't talking about necessarily how long you live, but it's really talking about the quality of life, is that the quality of life that you have within understanding this wisdom. Okay, so this is the idea. I, we can see people have lived uh, many, many years and be miserable. All right, you've seen that, I've seen that. But we have also seen people who live whether amount of time, but if they have peace in the Lord and understanding the wisdom, they live a very full and complete, a very shalom, shalom life. Having that true happiness, that true blessedness that comes to the believer. That's something that, again, is amazing. So again, this is referring to quality of life and not just how you live. The idea as well, and in, in, as we do this here, is that as we get the length of days, long life, in your left hand is riches and honor. Kind of alludes back to the couple verses before and about seeking this. It's interesting when we think about Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 33, very well-known verse. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So this is added again to the quality of life that you have. Uh, but again, where do we find wisdom? We talk about from the Bible, from God's word. And here's another blessing, James 1, 5. I'll just quote this one to you. Uh, we see here the generous Lord who gives us this wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom... Let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So it's amazing as we see that God's wisdom is always available. I don't think you have to dig very hard. You know, sometimes when you find that golden nugget, if you will, and that's what verses, verse 13 is talking about, getteth understanding, it's like getting that golden nugget. But for the, for the believer, it's always there at the surface. It's, it's amazing. God's blessings and his wisdom. Now, there's some, I would say, treasures that you have to dig and dig and deep. Sometimes I think, we're, at least for me, I'm a little thick-headed. Just ask my wife, right? And as, as we look in the scripture and all that, it's like, man, why didn't I see that before? But understanding that God's wisdom and the riches of that is always there, ready for us as he gives it. He gives it. He's a liberal God. He's a, you don't hear 
it sounds weird, right, in this church, right? We have a liberal God, <laughs> meaning he's very generous. That's what it means. He's a very generous God in giving us wisdom, okay? And so as we think about this, as we talk about this in verse 17 here, says that her ways are ways of pleasantness or niceness is the way the Hebrew was Noam, which is Noam is actually a very popular girl's name in, in Israel. And it uh, means pleasant or kindness is the idea. And all of her paths are peace. In other words, by following wisdom, by obtaining this as a treasure, the ways that you experience in life are generally pleasant. They're generally nice. And all of them are the ways of peace. I mentioned this morning when you greet someone in Hebrew, you would say, Ma shlomcha, which is, how is your well-being, is the little translation. But there's an answer to that. Uh, you can say, okay. You can say, tov, which means good. But the co- most common way to respond to that, you would say in Hebrew, beseder. Say that with me. Beseder. or preposition, and then seder means order, okay? So when you respond, uh, how is it going to be? Mashwaka, you would say, seder, or everything's in order. That's the little translation of it. Um, it basically means you're okay, things are good, is the idea. And the thing is this, when you follow the ways of wisdom, when you find these treasures, God blesses you in abundant ways, and your life is beseder in order, because why? You have God's shalom, his wholeness, completeness. Nothing is lacking in the peace that God gives us. So beautiful as as this is mentioned, okay? So let's now talk about, we're going to kind of land the plane, if you will, tonight. And so as we talked about this, we talked about the blessings of finding wisdom. We talked about the illustrations of finding wisdom. And now, thirdly, we're going to talk about the benefits of finding wisdom. The benefits of finding wisdom. Verse 18 says this, that she, or wisdom, is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her, or that holds onto her fast, is the idea. And so in verse 18 here, we talk about one thing that should strike off the page is this. She is what? A tree of life. Wow, that's a, a powerful image. And that's the idea. Now, we're not talking about a literal physical tree of life here, but what the writer of Proverbs here is doing is to basically strike your imagination, get you thinking, uh, get you to imagine what is the essence and value of life. And you think going back to the Garden of Eden and the tree of life is the idea here. Okay. But it's interesting that the tree of life is actually mentioned in other places in the Proverbs. Okay. Uh, Proverbs 11, verse 30 says that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Proverbs 13, verse 12 says that when desire comes or when your needs are fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Proverbs 15, verse 4 says a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. So in the Old Testament, the two specific mentions of the tree of life are found both in Genesis, chapter 3, of course, and then in the book of Proverbs. It's interesting. Whereas Genesis is, I believe, talking about a literal tree of life, and there will be another literal tree of life in Revelation. Okay, that's mentioned that for the healing of the nations. But we see here that the, 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 the writer of Proverbs is using this more of as in a, uh, an, uh, an illustration, if you will, about what it's like to have 
fullness of life and is talking about our relationship with the tree of life here. You see, the tree of life in the book of Proverbs, the way it's used here, and I mentioned those passages, the tree of life is not just narrowly used for eternal life. Remember what happened in the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve sinned? They were cast out of the Garden of Eden at the very end. Actually, let, let me, let's go back there. Go back to, from Proverbs 3, go back to Genesis 3. Genesis 3 here. Okay. And so let's look in verse 22. Genesis 3, 22. It says, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and live forever. Okay. And so this is important. Now, God is basically casting them out. Why? So they would not come back. And if they eat of it, they would be like God to, to live forever. They would be forever in that that state, but nonetheless, they would be kind of preserved. So God is, I was thinking his mercy and grace, he's saying, no, this is not my plan. And eventually everything will be coming back complete and full in the end. We know that in Revelation. Okay. So, but as we think about this, the tree of life, when you compare Genesis and Proverbs now, whereas Genesis is a little tree of life and the connection is eternal life there. But here in Proverbs, the tree of life is really more to inspire those, uh, to have a life-giving behavior. In other words, it's a source of the wisdom as a tree of life. Is using that as an analogy. The wisdom, like the tree of life, is a source of good life and health for you. In other words, if you apply wisdom to your life, you will have a good, full life, and you'll have a healthy life. And we talked this morning about having that frame of mind, that attitude or that mood that is basically secure or at peace. Okay, so this is the idea that we have here. So here's another comparison. Here's the comparison here. With Adam and Eve, if they were laying hold of the tree of life, but here, there's a, so God says, don't lay hold of the tree of life. That's not my plan for you. I want you to lay hold on the Son of God who I'm sending. But here in Proverbs 3, all of a sudden here, the writer here is commanding us to lay hold on the tree of life. So it says, she is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. He's encouraging us to get a hold of that tree in, in that essence, okay? And so here's the point, I believe, that the writer of Proverbs here is making, okay? It says, those who follow the teachings of the Father. So think of it in context. Think of it, remember, this, what's the 2020 principle? 20 verses before and 20 verses after. Get the bigger picture, Sometimes this Proverbs is hard to do that, especially later on, it kind of gets scattered or it feels that way anyway. But in this case, there's no reason not to. Because why? What is in the context? We said chapter three, it's the son giving his admonition. He's giving five or six commands to his son, these, these admonitions to him. If you do this, this is the result of what will happen. You will be blessed. And so here's the thing. Those who follow the teachings of the father, verses one through 12, Okay, they will reap the benefits or the fruit of the tree. In other words, if you follow if, what the father said, what your dad and grandpa said, if you follow that wisdom for advice, hopefully you'll do better in life, okay? All right? But if you follow God's teachings and instructions, which are found where? In his word. Guess what? God will give you good life and health and wellness and fullness. Having that state of mind. It says, where are you going with this, pastor? I'm going to one place here. Hold your place here again in, in, in Proverbs. Go back to Psalm chapter 1. And you'll find another tree. And I think it's an interesting parallel. Psalm chapter 1, 
verses 1 through 3. Do I have someone who would like to read this passage? Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Uh, Renee. Amen. So you see a parallel here. Those who lay hold on to the tree of life, they're going to be like that person. Why? Because why? Go up to from Proverbs 3, verses 1 through 12. If you follow the instructions of your of the Father, guess what? Go back to Psalm 1. If you follow the instructions of the Father in his word, you're going to blossom and you're going to have abundant life like a tree planted by the river of water. Again, in Proverbs 3, if you follow the commands of the Father, Guess what? You will be blessed by laying hold on to the tree of life. This is pretty amazing. Okay, back to Proverbs 3. It says here, happy is everyone that retaineth or that holds fast onto her. Pretty amazing. So what is the benefit of that? We have, by, by accessing the tree of life, in this regard anyway, we have the fullness and blessings of God. One day, the little tree of life, it will be there for the healing of the nations. Go to Revelation for that. And why? What's the purpose of that? It's just to give healing. New, and think of it not just saying being bandaged up, maybe that too. But the idea is this, that you will be, have nutrition, that you will live whole and healthy, having God's complete shalom is the idea that we have here. Okay? So here's the point of this. The blessings of life fl- flow to those who follow the teachings of the Lord. His law, his Torah, his instructions. And that's exactly what we have here back in chapter 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law, my Torah, my instructions, but let thine heart keep my commandments. And what will happen? For length of days, long life, and peace they shall add to thee. Okay? So here's the point. Let me give you a final thought on this. Okay? It's interesting. Verse 13 says, Happy is the man, or blessed is the man that findeth wisdom. And at verse 18, it ends with this idea, and happy or blessed is everyone that retaineth or holds on to her, is the idea. So the word happy or blessed, osher, is ser- this word serves as bookends for this little part of the passage. That's, it's amazing how this works out. Okay, so verse 13 and 18 have that bookend. So here is this. What does wisdom then look like? Well, wisdom is found none other than the person of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 1.24 talks about that Jesus is the full glory and wisdom of the Father that we have here. So here's the thing. What does wisdom look like? So here's the thing. Wisdom is found in the person of Jesus Christ. So when we go back to verse 13, instead of wisdom, let's put in the name of Jesus here. Happy is the man that findeth Jesus. And the man that getteth understanding. This is amazing as you think about that. So when you find wisdom, you found Jesus Christ. When you find Jesus Christ, you find wisdom and how to do that. So when you find Christ, you will find life, is the idea. And thus you will find experiencing the blessings and the benefits of wisdom. And taking heed to what God has said in your life will glorify the Lord, and you will live fruitfully and abundantly.